welcome to the Squats and Signs podcast hosted by USA National Team Head Coach Aaron Comesti and SNS Barbell Owner and Coach Joe Cristando. In this podcast, we go over various powerlifting topics in detail and use real-life examples to help you better understand key concepts. Welcome to Squats and Science Podcast, Episode 9. We're going to do a Raw Nationals preview uh, with myself and Arian. Um, what's been going on with you lately? Uh, as far as traveling, there's not much going on i was uh off last weekend for many meets and off this weekend for many meets but it's just been a lot of planning because it's going to be hectic for the next month uh, we have got raw nationals coming up i'm flying out i think on tuesday and then straight from raw nationals in lombard flying to uh panama for the north american uh, bench press championships and then about like a week after that i'm running a meet in miami and then the week after that uh, i'm running a special olympics meet in orlando so it's got a hectic month coming up and just trying to prepare everything for all those meets. Yeah, that's, uh, that is a lot of traveling. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. super yeah. hectic. Yeah, what you guys got going on up there at the gym? Uh, just the usual, normal operations. And uh, we got some lifters preparing for nationals. Um, what else we got going on? We got the last SNSU seminar for this quote-unquote semester coming up on Saturday. And that's going to be Sarah Brenner. Um, so she's going to do the seminar, and then we're going to do like a little training session after. And uh, other than that, nothing, nothing uh, crazy going on. Pretty smooth sailing. Cool. Uh, you've also started coaching me, which <laughs> a formal formal coaching process, which is, I guess, interesting or might be interesting to some people. We'll see how. Uh how bad it goes yeah let's see how how quickly that falls apart <laughs> so so far so good though yeah 100 percent adherence how's, <laughs> how's that model model athlete did you toss out some accessory work i did it no i did them all dude oh, yeah, uh, you did you did extra warm-up stuff then i did extra warm-up stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's I, old shoulders yeah but yeah <laughs> I've done 100% adherence. It's pretty, <laughs> nice. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's dive right into uh, some Nationals talk. Um, <clears throat> give us a little background information on on uh, Raw Nationals. Um, I'm sure you can provide some context for the competition. Yeah, we'll go over first, like, the, the size of the meet. So there was about, like, 1,350 entries in. Um, at the deadline, there's been like 50 dropouts now, so we're at like 1,300. But just to compare that to previous years, um, looking back at the, the past years of how people have actually competed the day of, um, last year in Spokane, there was 1066. The year before Orlando was 1062. And then the year before that in Atlanta was 1063. So we've been around that 1065 mark for the last three years and, and above 1,000. You have to go all the way back to 2015 to get below that, which was at 990. Um, so we'll see how many people drop out further in these days coming up. And then, like, anyone doesn't make weight and doesn't want to compete or doesn't show up. But it seems like we're, we're on pace to break that those past numbers and get over 1,100, maybe over 1,200 to actually compete. Yeah, it's pretty insane, especially considering that they raised some of the qualifying totals um, pretty high this past year, that even after that, that you see a, a boost in um, registrations, which is 
possibly just a good anecdote for how big this sport is getting. Yeah, and, and just the way the, the qualifying tolls are built, they're, they're based on past performance. So they took whatever place, like 30th place, whatever past years. So um, they're not predicting the future numbers of people getting stronger over the year, um, new people coming into the sport that already are strong enough to hit the qualifying total, and then people qualifying through regionals. Um, I think this year is about 10% of people that qualified through regionals. Yeah, it's, it's higher than I would have thought. Yeah, and, and some of it might just be also a, like a psychological barrier that now when you have a, a higher number to hit, you might get more motivated. You might train harder and see that you're actually capable of that and you might actually get, uh, get stronger faster. Yeah. Can you help me qualify? <laughs> <laughs> How far off are you? <laughs> I don't know, like 60 kilos. <laughs> Sounds like you had your regionals. Yeah. Just win, try and win regionals. That's my approach. <laughs> Be the weakest 120 at all of nationals. Um. The, and then the, the other part to uh, go over just some more of the, the history of like who's won in, in past years. Oh, yeah. Uh, just to kind of see like there's a lot of new people coming up and some of them have won multiple times. Some of them have only won uh, maybe one time. So just looking at the men, the, the two top people with five titles are Ray Williams and Taylor Atwood, as many would probably uh, suspect. Um and they both have a good shot of winning again this year, so they should be the top guys with six titles. Um, after that, there's uh, a few people with four titles that are not competing again this year, uh, a few guys with three titles that are not competing. So we have to go all the way down to two titles that there's four people that are competing this year. Um, that's Russell Orhe, Bryce Lewis, Dennis Cornelius, and Lane Norton. Um, so it seems like Russ and Dennis probably have the best shot of winning another one. Um, Bryce will be in a battle of the 105s, and uh, Lane just not quite up there with the other 105s. And then if we go down to just one title, there's a few guys that have won the past couple years. So Cole Metz won last year, and he's coming again this year for that 59 Open. And then a couple years ago, Ashton Rauschka won, um, and so he'll be battling out with Bryce in that 105 Open. He won the 105s, or he won the uh, the 90? Oh, sorry. It, it was uh yeah it was the 93s two years ago last year he lost the 93s I guess to was to David Wilson on uh, body weight and then now he's going up to the 105s right 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 so this is, this is first year as a 105 yep cool um so and how then, about you oh sorry, sorry go ahead oh sorry I was just gonna jump over to the the women's side oh yeah so on the women's uh, at the top is uh, Jen Thompson with nine titles. Um, so she's just up there by herself. The next person, or sorry, just she's not competing this year, so because uh, of a hip injury, so she'll just be stuck at that nine for now. Um, but then the second place we have Kim Wofford with seven, and then she's switched over now to USVI, so she'll be stuck at that seven. So we have to go down to a third place, which is Bonica Brown with six titles, and she's competing this year. Um, she's actually won the last six years straight, um, so it looks like. She's uh, poised to win her seventh title and move up to second place, tied with Kim. Yes, yeah, and uh, super dominant. <laughs> yeah, and then going down below that, um, we have Marissa Indas won the last four years straight, um, and so she might be able to win a fifth one and move up. Um, and then again, we have a couple people, new people with one or two. So um, Jen Milliken has two, 
Um, Danielle Mello's won the last two. Um, and then with one, we have uh, Sam Calhoun and Megan Scanlon, who won last year. And Meg Scanlon's moving up now to 63, so they'll be battling it out against each other to see who can win their second. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. is This is the first time Jen Thompson hasn't done nationals probably in nine years, ten years, something. Yeah, she didn't do the the very first one was in 2008. Um, either she didn't do it or she didn't win because I don't have – I only just have a mark of like who won, so she didn't win that year. But I think maybe she didn't do that year because she was competing equipped first. Right. Uh, so she started off with bench only, and then she did a lot of equipped and then switched over to raw. So, yeah, since 2009 to 2017, she won nine straight. Um, and then last year, it was the uh, the battle with Sam Calhoun coming down to that last pull. And then, unfortunately, this year, she's uh, injured with uh, uh, her hip. So she's not going to be able to compete. Yeah, hopefully she makes a recovery for next year. Yeah, see if she can come back and get that 10th title. A little redemption story. Yeah. Um, all right. So, how about you? Uh, how many lifters do you have going? So, I got uh, eleven lifters competing. Um, it's about the same I've had the past couple of years. Somewhere between like ten and fifteen is usually what I have. Sometimes I'll I'll handle other lifters. For this year, it's just the lifters that I'm coaching. So, in in day one, I just have one lifter who's in the prime time, and that's Jonathan Garcia for the six to six open. Um, and that's actually going to be a interesting battle because we don't have uh, Charles or Keith this year, so there'll be a uh, new 66 champion this year. What? Why isn't Charles competing? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if he posted anything or not. Uh, it could be a combination of uh, I think he's trying to move up a weight class eventually, so he wants to go to 74. So he wants to obviously fill fill out his body, right. and then also he does raw and equipped so it could be that he's focusing on equipped um we have our open nationals or equipped nationals in may next year and then that gets you to worlds next year november which is a, a world games qualifier so they take the top three from each weight class at worlds to go to the world games so it could be that he's focusing on that since world games is like once every four years it's basically the olympics for the non-olympic sports right. so that's like the highest level you can get um, so it could be like focusing on that. Gotcha. How, I, how, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to add in there. I did see that um, once SPD posted about their SPD Invitational, where they're giving out like over $300,000 of prize money, that uh, Charles said he's going to look into uh, competing there and train for that. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty good incentive <laughs> to, to yeah. draw, draw somebody back in. <laughs> so, he, so he said he got focused on uh, competing for that at the end of March. So it's possible that he can just do that, then the march for his raw training, and then do uh, equip nationals in May. Right. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, he won't be around. So we'll see who wins the, uh, the battle of the 63s. Uh, uh, 66, excuse me. Jonathan Garcia, my lifter, has the, the top total. Um, but he has some other competitors coming up. There's two guys from California that competed last year, uh, Morgan Garcia and uh, Rodrigo Manzo. And uh, it was kind of a battle between them for uh, second, third, and fourth place last year. Uh, Morgan actually has the uh, the American record bench. He, he took it from Jonathan. So that'll be a, a battle for the bench um, again. And then there's also some uh, younger guys coming up. We got Andreas Ramos, who was at 59, moving up to 66s. He's in the juniors and the open. And then also like Evan Glasgold, he's at team three and also in the open. So he's in that prime time too. So it'll be a, 
nice little battle between all of them, seeing who can get over 650 kilo total, maybe get up to 675 um, if that's what's needed to win. It's insane. Yeah. So it seems like there's a potential opening for Jonathan to to take first this year and maybe even go to Worlds. Yeah, it'd be great because he got uh, third two years ago, second last year. So if he can get first this year, it'll be an improvement each year. And then, yeah, then he can go to go to Worlds in, in Belarus, which would be a interesting battle there then with all the, the top 66s from Russia, Sweden, and those other guys. Right. Yeah, it's nice, nice consistent progress. <laughs> yeah. Um, going on to uh, day two, I got three lifters. So I got my master's uh, lifter, Chiaki Takada. She won nationals last year and went to Worlds this year in Sweden. So now we're going back to nationals, see if we can win another title. I got Amanda Ellis, who she competed last year at nationals um, in the 57s, going down to the 52s this year. And then I got Emma Eif, who competes normally as a 47. Uh, and is going up to 52s now, and she'll be in the the prime time for day two. And she actually competed at her our squats and science championship, and then started with me after that. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know you were coaching her. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and, I think she uh, she took second at the squats and science meet, right? Sophia took first. Um, yeah, most likely. I don't I don't remember what divisions they were entered in and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah. We weren't sure if she was going to make the prime time, but she uh, she got in there because I think she was like the seventh-ranked uh, lifter in that 52 Open. It's pretty cool. So that should be fun. Uh, prime time day one and two. Um, day three, I got three lifters again. Uh, another Masters lifter, Wakaba Stevens, um, who I uh, helped out last year just handling at Raw Nationals, and now I'm coaching her. And then I also have uh, Lauren Roseman, who again competed last year. She was trying to fight for that Masters one 63 kilo spot and she got like maybe a third on the alternates um but this year she's like in the top spot um with uh jen thompson out so we'll see if she can win that spot and uh go to masters worlds in south africa or maybe just go back and do uh napf again she did it this year in costa rica right i also have uh hannah haynes who's a junior lifter um coached at the arnold trying to go for her american record deadlift um, didn't quite get it, so now we're going into Raw National, see if we can get another shot at it. Um, going into day four, I got three lifters again, so nice little even split between day two, three, and four. I got three <laughs> lifters each day. Um, I got my 105 Masters lifter, Tim Mercer. He's been competing since, like, uh, 1999, so he's, like, my most uh, advanced lifter and, and skilled lifter as far as, like, programming and all that stuff like that, experience all right. competing. And then I got also uh, Kendra Bryant and Dana Bloomfield, a um, couple new lifters I'm coaching at Nationals. And then finally, day five, just one lifter in that prime time you're helping me out with is uh, Sarah Brenner. So um, she also did NAPF with Lauren in Costa Rica, and that's where she finally got to break that world record deadlift officially, broke it on her second attempt, and then bumped it up further on the third. And so now we're right back into training, trying to get ready for nationals to see if we can kind of hold off um, some of the newcomers to get that second place spot behind Bonica and then bump up the American record further. Yeah, that should be a fun session. We'll probably just have a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the last uh, last session, the last prime time, and it's going to be in, in midday instead of at night. So it's good that it's not too late and it's not super early. Um, also, there's uh, Mahalia Reeves from Florida, 
she's a team lifter coming to her first national, putting up some big numbers. She broke the uh, open American record bench press. So there'll be a little bit of battle between her and Sarah for that second place spot. Um, but yeah, other than that, it'd be pretty fun. We're, we'll basically be done with everything at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So who else you got other than helping me out with Sarah? Um, so the only person that I coach that's going is Maddie. Um, she's 72. She's just continually making progress. So she's on track to have a really good meet. And then I'm handling Manny on the first day. Uh, I'm handling an M1. Uh, she's a 63, I think, or a 57. I can't remember. Uh, Jennifer Salter and her husband, Rob Ward. Uh, he's a 120 plus. Um, they both train at JDI, but they hit me up to help them handle. Um, also handling Shane from the gym and helping him with Gabby. And then I'm helping you with Sarah. So this year is a little bit less stressful compared to last year. Um, only have one of my own athletes. Uh, so I can actually maybe enjoy enjoy myself a little a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not not feel like I want to die at the end of the day. Yeah, having it having our lifters spread out some more and even the setup, they sent out a like a diagram of how the venue's gonna be set up to to lifters. Yeah. Uh, and just having like the warm up room right next to the platforms yeah. on the floor makes it so much easier, like going back and forth between platforms or warm ups and platforms. Rather than last year we had like a mass of people downstairs in the warm-up room and then a mass of people like stuck in the staging area behind the platform and it was just like so hectic and so many lifters that were coaching and so many lifters just in that tight space yeah it was kind of a shit show i think i was like averaging like twelve thousand or like thirteen thousand steps just between like the warm-up room and the and like the platform every day yeah, yeah plus I, got to go up and down those stairs every time yeah dude at the I, I i think i lost like four pounds that week at the i at the end of that week i thought i was gonna die like i was like <laughs> I, was, I was fucking fried yeah so uh, this, this one should be a little bit hectic too uh maybe not as much um but those morning sessions are gonna be rough too so i hope manny appreciates you uh Day one session ones, the the guinea pigs, they're going to test yeah. everything out to make sure everything works. And then also 6 a.m. weigh-ins and 8 a.m. start. It's pretty I, rough. I told him he had to buy me breakfast. Also, <laughs> if anybody other than Manny asked me to do that, I'd probably say no. But because Manny legitimately would do anything for anybody related to powerlifting, I I couldn't say no to him. So it, 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 it's all good. Um, also, he's been like crushing it in training, so it, it'll actually be fun to see him put it together. Give him, give him a hand with it. Yeah, after he's done, uh, after he's done competing, he'll probably like come back the other days and like bring you coffee or snacks or whatever. Damn right, he better. <laughs> <laughs> last year, last year we ha- we handled him last year too. And after he had a, he had like a kind of a rough meet, but it also because he had like a shoulder injury going into it. But um, after he competed last year, every time I saw him, he just had a beer in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like instant party mode as soon as he was done competing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if he if he brings me coffee, I'll be I'll be super appreciative. <laughs> yeah, Manny. In case you're listening to this, also Manny, if you uh, read the athlete emails, they said they're gonna have a cash bar at the prime time session. So. <laughs> yeah, I think Manny will be ready for that. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, that, that's that's about it for me. Um, looking forward to a little less stressful time this year. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's dive into the stuff that people care about and talk about 
weight classes to watch, people to watch. Um, which which weight classes are you keeping an eye out for um, that you think there'll be some interesting battles and some interesting narratives? Yeah, so we'll start off with like the uh, lighter weight classes and work our way up. So the first one I, I'm interested to watch is the Open 57s because similar to the 66s, it's going to be a, a new champion because we have uh, Jennifer Milken move up to 63s a couple years ago. Um, and then now Meg Scanlon moved up to 63s. So they won't be around. So now there's the next group of people, some of the top qualifying totals. We got Melissa Barber, um, Kimmy Johnson, Miranda Chambers, Brittany Sublicki, and Christina Paracci. Um, and they all have a decent amount of experience of having done Nationals, um, Arnold's. And then uh, for Kimmy Johnson, she comes from equip lifting. She's going to try out raw nationals. So she has experience in equipped for nationals and worlds. Um, and then Miranda Chambers, she's a just a teen three lifter also competing in the open. And uh, she has experience as a sub junior and junior um, for worlds. So it'll be interesting to see like who comes with the most poise to kind of like uh, come with a good game plan and make lifts and win uh, and who might kind of get like stressed out from being on the big stage and maybe having to like pull for the win. And so it should be an interesting battle. Yeah, it's kind of cool when you, when you can see like a, a weight class like that kind of get blown wide open where it's pretty much it could be anybody's anybody's day as opposed to like, you know, where it's just somebody who you know is going to show up and just dominate. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the lifters that just dominate the weight class, it's just fun seeing like how big they go with their numbers versus like this when it's about. It's interesting to see um, what kind of strategy people bring in and like – if you're sitting in like third place, do you kind of do like a conservative pull for second place or do you do like a big pull for first place and maybe like fall off the podium because someone comes from behind and gets you? It's a lot of like uh, choices to make for the lifters and the, and the coaches. Right. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll just throw it, start throwing some predict, uh, predictions in there too. Um, so I'll just go with the, uh, the top person, obviously, by qualifying total and uh, – she has experience as Melissa Barber. She has experience at Nationals and the Arnold, and I think she has the biggest deadlift of all of them. So she'll have a shot to pull for the win. So that'll just be my prediction. Uh, I'm going to admit that I'm completely ignorant <laughs> of everybody in the top. <laughs> so I'm sorry, 57s. Um, I'm going to have to co-sign your prediction based on <laughs> your, your knowledge. <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of them aren't posting stuff online either, which is like, what smart people would do is not post their train numbers, but like Melissa hasn't been posting too much. Uh, Miranda Chambers hasn't been posting too much, so it's it's hard to see like what, how much they progress to. Right. Uh, next weight class we can go over is just one weight class up is the the sixty threes, which has been a uh, battle for a number of years now. Um, like we mentioned before, there's no uh, Jen Thompson, but even without her, there's still gonna be a battle between Megan Scanlon moving up. And then uh, Jen Milliken and Sam Calhoun. Yeah, that's there's a lot of jockeying going on in that weight class. And um, if we're going to go straight to predictions, I'm I'm going to put my money on on Scanlon again. <laughs> it, it it's tough. Yeah, I mean uh, Scanlon and and Milliken have uh, big squats, and then uh, Scanlon has a big bench. Milliken and Calhoun kind of have like the, the same bench, and then um, but then when it comes to deadlift, Scanlon doesn't have the deadlift that. Um, Milliken has and Milliken doesn't have the deadlift that Calhoun has because Calhoun has the uh, the world record. Right. So it will be again, yeah, it'll be interesting to see 
what kind of strategy they take if someone wants to maybe go conservative to hold on to second place and maybe get on the team as an alternate, or if they all try and go for broke for first place. Um, it'll be interesting with the the coaching too. Like uh, Jennifer Milliken has Wade Johnson, who's been coaching her at nationals and worlds and Arnold's for a number of years now. Um, and he's been in powerlifting forever. And then like Sam Calhoun has Matt Gary, who again, he's been around for a long time and has been coaching a lot of the top lifters. Um, so it'll be interesting what kind of strategy they bring. Yeah, I think, I think that'll be a, a good deadlift battle to watch because it seems like they'll be kind of even coming out of the subtotal other than maybe Sam, but Sam can just make up the ground on the pole. Yeah, and they, they haven't been posting too much training, but yeah, I saw a video of where Sam did a 195-kilo deadlift for, uh, she says, 3.75 reps because she lost her grip on the fourth, but... It looks like she locked it out. So 195 for four reps on deadlift. Um, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> so we'll see. And, and then, yeah, also with the coaches also comes uh, chipping records. So if uh, Megan Scanlon chips the squat record, uh, then maybe Sam has to chip the deadlift record to kind of beat her up. There. If she weighs more than her and can't beat her on body weight, she has to beat her with the chip. So be a lot of things going on there. Um, yeah, it's... It's tough for me to make a prediction. I know you already picked Meg Scanlon, so I guess just to be different than you, I'll go in the head and I'll pick Sam Calhoun. Yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> Again, if, I guess I guess I'm picking the favorite since she has the uh, the highest qualifying total. If you lose, you got to buy me a coffee. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna collect coffees. That works for me because the coffee will probably be cheaper than buying a beer at the cash bar. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a coffee guy anyway. <laughs> I'll give you coffee at 9 p.m. at the prime time. Oh, great. Sounds, sounds good. I made that mistake last year when I helped you with Sarah, and I think I had taken like, I don't know, 800 fucking milligrams of caffeine by the time that we started. I thought I was going to, I thought my heart was going to explode. <laughs> it was a bad idea anyway. <laughs> Uh, we'll keep going up. We'll go up uh, to the 84s because that's always a battle for the last uh, couple meets. Yeah. And so it's going to be Daniela Mello versus Amanda Lawrence again. Yeah. Um, they Well, Amanda posts pretty regularly, but Danny hasn't really been posting too much. Yeah, I think Danny just posted up maybe uh, one squat video. I think maybe she did 230 or 232.5. Yeah, I saw that. And then maybe uh, one bench video. Um, but yeah, she hasn't been posting too much. Um, yeah, Amanda posts uh, a lot of her numbers regularly, and she's been hitting some some crazy numbers um, as usual. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I'm going to have to say Amanda, but I, I don't know based on, you know, what Danny... I, I, you know, I'm, I that's a tough call because I, I don't want to count Danny out because... She's crazy strong, and if she's healthy, I think she has potential to, to, to beat Amanda. So, but just based on, I'm going based on Instagram, which is probably not the best best uh, tool. Yeah, I mean they they both totaled the same at Worlds, and it wasn't too long ago, so it's a little bit difficult to make uh, a lot of progress in that three or four months of training. Yeah. Um, but then we'll see because Danny missed that last deadlift, so we'll see this time. Uh, maybe she makes her, her last deadlift and it puts more pressure on Amanda to do an even bigger pull. Um, and then coaching becomes a factor too. So Joey was at Worlds coaching both of them last year, or right. at, at Worlds last meet. So we'll see this time if um, 
Joey's going to coach both of them or if um, Danny gets someone else. She doesn't have a coach listed down right now, uh, which means uh, she's going to have to pay extra money since it's past the deadline. But maybe she'll have Sean coach her um, and have like a different strategy. So we'll see if any of that comes into play. But I guess I'll, I'll go with your same pick and I'll take uh, Amanda Lawrence just kind of going off of the Instagram posts. Yeah. I also would, I want to point out Isla Thurston too, who I think she just went up to the 84s. Um, or she did worlds as an 84, right? Yeah. She, yeah. She normally competes as a 72 in the juniors. And yeah. then at collegiate nationals, she did the 84s just as a, as a light 84. I think maybe she weighed like 76 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and broke, broke like an American record in the bench. And, and then going into worlds, we're looking at the nominations and the 84s were weaker because we had Danny and Amanda in the open, so they weren't in the juniors. So we asked Ayla, like, hey, you want to go in the 84s in the juniors, and we'll have Chloe in the, in the 72s to uh, kind of get points for both those teams, uh, both those weight classes. So she ended up staying 84s for Worlds, and then now she's decided for this year to just stay 84s for uh, Nationals as she like works her weight back down, and then maybe she'll go back down to 72s next year. Yeah, and she won. She won worlds, right? She took gold. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I think if she stays as an eighty-four in the long term, she she'd be somebody to watch because she did her bench is crazy. She's also super jacked. <laughs> yeah, and uh, interesting enough, all, all three of those top girls, uh, Danny, Amanda, and Ayla, are, are all juniors too. So they got they all have a number of years left in the juniors, um, and then they're also competing in the open. So. We'll see how it goes. Maybe Danny and Amanda make the open team again, and then Ayla can jump into that junior spot again. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll put some put some pressure on her to stay as an eighty four. Yeah, we'll see what uh, what she wants to do uh, going forward. Sure. Um, I guess we can switch over now over to some of the uh, men's weight classes, and we can start at the bottom. So we'll start with the the seventy fours, since we already went over the sixty sixes. Um, with uh, Jonathan Garcia. So for the 74s, obviously the top dog is Taylor Atwood. Yeah. This, this, him, this year is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, after him, we have uh, a lot of people. We have uh, Mike, Michael Say, who's won uh, juniors uh, at Worlds in the 74s, putting up some big numbers. Uh, Richard Cho, putting up some big numbers, big deadlift. Um, Austin Perkins, who's, um, competes for midland does equipped and raw he's won university worlds uh raw um and now he's trying to come try to get on this team for raw nationals and then uh also your your buddy from new york kim tran aka kevin tran <laughs> yeah yeah he, kevin's crazy strong um yeah that this is a this is a tough one <laughs> i mean i on paper some of these dudes have out totaled Taylor, but it's Taylor, and I feel like you can never, you shouldn't, you shouldn't underestimate him. <laughs> yeah, but 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 even if you say uh, Taylor's going to win first place easily, it's still going to be a battle for second and third, and also it could be a battle for the um, the squad American record um, and the uh, deadlift American record. So it'll be fun to watch, regardless, just because of the records and and battling it out for the podium. Um, but yeah, like some of the numbers, again, it depends on what they post online and what they don't post online. So um, Atwood doesn't post too much 
of his top numbers online, but like comparing what he's posted to like Michael Say, Michael Say's put up a uh, the most recent was that 200 kilo bench he put up, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and then he put up a 272.5 squat, which is pretty damn strong as well. Yeah, and I know I know Kevin has a, a he's capable of some big pulls too. Yeah, I uh, saw he put up a a three ten pull, and I saw Richard Cho put up a, a three hundred pull. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on Taylor just because he's I don't know he's super experienced and he just uh, yeah I, I don't want to underestimate that dude, uh, but. It is getting. It's interesting to see that it's getting a lot tighter. Where in the past few years, it's just like a no-brainer that you know Taylor's going to win. Yeah, and and maybe it starts out being tighter on some of the lifts, and then eventually it starts getting tighter in the in the total. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting because maybe Taylor breaks the uh, the squat record, and then maybe like Michael Say breaks the uh, bench record. And then maybe like Richard Cho and uh, Kim Tran ballot out for the deadlift record, uh, and maybe Taylor breaks his total record. So you might see all the bre- records broken. Yeah, um, that's insane. And and you can't count out uh, Austin Perkins either because he has a, a lot of experience and he's been posting up a lot of uh, rep work. So he did like for squat, he did two fifty five for three. So we don't know where his top end is at. Um, so maybe he's up there with those guys on on squat and deadlift. Right. Um, so it, it'll be an interesting battle um, where maybe someone tries to like pull from fifth to like second place, like like someone like Richard Cho can maybe pull for a for a position on the podium and knock these other guys off. So yeah, it'll be insane to watch. <laughs> yeah, it could be crazy down to the end, and and always the the coaching always is a as a factor in there. Um, so we got some interesting coaches in there. Austin Perkins, he's from Midland. So he has Tim Anderson coaching him, who has a lot of experience. Um, Taylor Atwood has Ben Esgro, who he's been working with for a long time. So they know each other very well. Um, so yeah, Kevin be. Kevin's coached by by uh, Sean Collins too. Yeah, Sean. So he's got a lot of experience. So it'll be uh, again interesting just to see what the the strategy is when it's like that tight between that many lifters how aggressive you go or how conservative do you go right yeah so who who's your prediction then <laughs> I, I guess i'm going with you again and go on taylor atwood all right well we'll see i mean we were, we were wrong a lot about a lot of the world's predictions so <laughs> yeah we, we we were but worlds might be a little bit harder because it is a lot of the top lifters and we, we don't know some of the lifters from the other countries as well right um so we'll see if we're a little bit more accurate with our, our nationals predictions Right. Also, there's a little bit of a little bit of drama, or not really, but just Taylor on one of his posts was saying that he was going to put the kids to bed, and I was, dude, I fucking laughed out loud. Because <laughs> I think a lot of these dudes are younger, a lot younger. Yeah, I guess Kim Tran's a junior, Austin's a junior, Richard's a junior, uh, Jacob Ramos is a junior, and Michael Say is a junior. Yeah, I think that's probably the class I'm most excited to watch. So Taylor's going to uh, show these kids what's up. And, <laughs> of course, Taylor also has his dad in this corner, too. And his, his dad is, uh, is pretty awesome. Just yeah. see, like seeing him back there and what he says to Taylor and everything like that um, is always interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we, we actually just had Taylor did the seminar two weeks ago. And he, um, he spent a decent amount of time talking about, like, mental game and mental prep. And it seems like he's just 
I don't know. He's just he's a really good competitor, and he, he's got his shit together when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, I guess he did. Uh, did he did like semi pro uh, football, and I think SPD did like a little video on him too, talking about like from the very beginning when he was a kid, just how like uh, his dad just focused on coaching him um, through any sport or or powerlifting or anything like that, uh, lifting weights or like that. Always just focusing on on building him up and a lot of the mental aspect. So yeah, I mean Taylor brings that like the the good coaching and the good mental aspect and good technique and all that. So it's like the the full package. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. And then the the other big battle will be the the one hundred fives. Yeah. So we got um. We got Ashton Roush, as we said, going up to the one hundred fives. We got Bryce Lewis coming back. Um. We had some people drop out, unfortunately, like uh, Garrett Blevins um, yep. dropped out. I think Eli Burks passed on this year. I heard he might try and go up to 120s in the future. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, so we got a couple guys out, but we still got um, Darrington Wrights back. We got Michael Davis, who got second in juniors at Worlds in, in, in Canada. We got uh, Joseph Amendola with the, the Monster Bench. Um, we got Greg Johnson with the Monster Deadlift. Um, we got David Wilson moving out from the 93s to the 105s. Uh, I think he like kind of injured himself during this prep, and now he's kind of rebuilding back up. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And, uh, we also got Ben Rice in the 105. So it's um, another stacked class of um, uh, strong lifts across squat bench and deadlift, and probably a battle for all three podium spots. Yeah, it's pretty stacked. Um, and then Bryce, Bryce didn't. This is a Two years since he's done nationals. Did uh, he, he didn't compete last year, right? No, he passed on on last year, um, but he did the the year before. Right. Um, so he did. Yeah, he did twenty seventeen raw nationals and then twenty eighteen worlds and then passed on twenty eighteen raw nationals. Right. 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 But he did. I think he did a local meet some a couple months ago. Maybe. Yeah, he did. He did a meet in a local meet in May where he did uh, eight eighty two point five. And then his best total is 2017 Royal Nationals is 890. Yeah, I mean, dude, if he could if he could hit a 900, holy shit. Yeah, and then yeah, and then Ashton's uh, qualifying total is is 900. Uh, though it seems like the past month or so he's been like doing a a weekly max in the gym, all three lifts. Yeah, and he, and he did like a 2,000 pound total. Jesus. So that's like nine ten kilos. Jesus. So. So we'll see. I mean, uh, last year, uh, Ashton lost to David Wilson on that last deadlift. Um, but the issue was um, the issue was that he missed uh, two squats. So Ashton was kind of behind once he only had one squat in and couldn't kind of put up the big numbers that people thought he was. So we'll see this year if he can kind of get a temp selection down and get his depth down, if he can make three squats and really put the pressure on on Bryce once it comes to uh, bench and deadlift. Yeah, I th- I think there's also potential for um for them to maybe tie, and if that's the case, Ashton, I I don't think he weighs too much over like 94 or 95, but I don't really. I'm just guessing on that. If you, I think you look if if you look at his qualifying total, he weighed like 95 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much Ashton's been bulking, but yeah, he's a, a a very light 105. So that's why some people thought he would just go back down to 93s, but he decided to do 105. So he should be the, the lightest guy. 
and um, he should have one of the the highest deadlifts. So I think that's um, a couple advantages for him. He has um, he has the second best lot number. Uh, Bryce has the best lot number. If it ever comes down to two people taking the same weight, um, and then he doesn't have any coaches entered in, so we'll see uh, who ends up coaching him. But Bryce has uh, Matt and Susie coaching him when they've been coaching him for the last few uh, big level meets that he's done nationals arnold's and worlds so they they really know him and uh his his psychology so that's a kind of benefit for bryce yeah um so who who would be your prediction (laughs) (laughs) man it's tough because man ash Ash is just like a freak and he's been putting up crazy training numbers um but he has been beat before um I, th- I think I'll just go for it and I'll and I'll pick uh, Bryce Lewis to win. Yeah, I think I'm gonna co-sign on Bryce. <laughs> oh, 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 I thought you were gonna take Ashton. No, not gonna, I, I, I mean, dude, that's a, it's so tight. And same thing where Bryce, I don't think he's been posting too much. He did, he posted some squats that he like from a day ago, a couple of days ago that he just smoked, um, like smoked like a six sixteen or something, which you know it's pretty far from his max, but looked crazy easy um and i think he's had like a lot of time to to get healthy and i i just i don't know i just have a feeling just just an instinct but i that that's such a close call that you know, we could very easily be wrong <laughs> yeah yeah like i saw bryce post up a, a 310 squat um whereas ashton post up like a 341 squat and then like for deadlift i saw bryce post up a 345 deadlift but Ashton posted up 365. So again, it just depends on yeah what numbers Bryce is posting up uh, versus Ashton's like kind of doing like a seems like for a few weeks he's doing like a weekly max and posting up all of them. Um, so we'll see what Bryce has actually been doing as far as his uh, training. When, once we actually see what his openers are and kind of what numbers he's trying to shoot for. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I think I think he hides a lot of that stuff from Instagram. So that's why I'm. I'm hesitant to call it the other way, but one, one big advantage for Ashton is the weight. So he doesn't have to worry about weighing in. Um, and I don't know if that's the case for Bryce, but yeah, I'm not sure how much over Bryce walks around at. Um, and then after that, it'll still be interesting. I mean, you got, uh, Jake Amendola probably put up a, a monster bench, probably break the, uh, American record. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have the Delft to keep up with the other guys. So we'll see kind of what subtotal he has. And then see if like Michael Davis can do a big pull to uh, overtake him, or if Greg Johnson can do a big pull to overtake him. Yeah, I think there's going to be some jockeying for for third, for sure for third. A lot of those guys are kind yeah. of tight, tight, in tight positions. Yeah. And then the uh, the other thing actually too is is Ashton's a uh, junior still, so he'll still be eligible for the juniors next year. So if somehow. Bryce beats him in the open. Ashton can still take the junior spot if he still wanted to go to Worlds. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, any any other classes to watch? As far as uh, battles, I mean, those are the, the big ones. Um, we went over 66s, 74s, and 105s for men. And for women, we went over 57s, 63s, um, and 84s. I think those are like going to be like the the biggest battle between uh first or fifth and uh fun to watch yep um it's not probably not much of a battle but i am excited to see uh dennis cornelius come back 
see him on the national stage again. Yeah, the 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 only thing that uh might be interesting about that is is I helped out at the Ray Williams Classic down in Miami a few months ago, and, and Dennis was competing there. Um, but he tweaked his back either during squats or, or warming up deadlifts, and he had to pull out for deadlifts. He didn't do an open or anything like that. Uh, so it just depends on how he's like healed since then and what kind of progress he's been uh, hitting in the gym to see like if he tweaks his back again at nationals, is he going to completely pull out or maybe will he just take like a really light deadlift and try and hold off um, from the other guys. Um, but if something were to happen to his back again, then you do have Tony Harris and um, uh, Ken Morris and Ryan Stills like waiting right there. Some of those guys are M1s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ryan Stills is a is an M1. Um, Tony Harris didn't sign up for it, but he is an M2. Um, and then, so we still have some younger guys too. I mean, we got Jared Martin. Um, he's 30, and we got Tristan Nazelrod, who's a junior lifter. So we got a nice mix of yeah. some juniors, some masters one, masters two, and some open lifters. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. And then the other the other story I think would be is Ray Ray's redemption meet trying to come back after worlds and you know just put it together yeah his like qualifying totals like 200 kilos above the next guy but yeah i think everyone wants to see what does he do when he comes back does he like play this meet super conservative and just like win the spot for the team again um and then just make some lifts or does he try and maybe push it because he doesn't have anyone close to him maybe he'll try if he's feeling good um because it's a shorter uh, travel distance that he has to go to and time change difference. Maybe he'll just go for the 500 kilo squat. If yeah. He's feeling good, so we'll see. Yeah, and he and he hasn't been posting any training, so we really don't know where he's at. But you know, I think he I think he probably made a pretty good recovery. It, even when he posts training, it's hard for me to know what weights on there because he's got like <laughs> so many red plates on there. You have to count, and then he stacks on like. The, the green on top of the yellow and then like the collar just barely fits on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's all one big guess. So you're just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so, an, some insane amount of weight. Who the hell knows what it is? Yeah. So yeah, for that weight class it'll be interesting just to see um what him and Matt do as far as the strategy coming back and getting back to worlds. Um but <clears throat> obviously our prediction for that weight class is obviously for him to win. Yeah it's I predict Ray. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Jonathan Keiko, who looks like he's going to take potentially take the 93s now that Wilson's not there. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. he's interested to see what he does. Yeah, you don't have Wilson there. He moved up to the 105s. You don't have Ashton there. He moved up to the 105s. Um, Chance Mitchell, Mitchell pulled out of the competition. So as far as like qualifying total, he is has a nice little bit lead on everyone. It'll just be interesting to see how he does when, when people expect him to win. Because he's competed at Nationals before and competed at the Arnold, um, but he wasn't expected to win. He just kind of like did his own lifting. And then he did that local meet um, and just kind of put up monster numbers and broke the, uh, the American record bench. And I think the total, and I think he still missed his, his third bench and maybe his third deadlift too. So he has potential for more there. So it would just be interesting to see like um, – Again, what kind of mentality does he come out with? Does he go conservative and just try and hold off for the win? Is he going to try and put up big numbers um, and see if he can hold off some of these other guys? Um, like you got Ellis McLean there and, and Sean Mosier uh, and obviously Superman Dave Ricks. 
Yeah, that's a, I, mean, I don't know how competitive it'll be, but I think it'll be between uh, Keiko and, and uh, LS, but you never know. Yeah, it, it just depends on uh, how LS is feeling after, after Worlds, um, getting his, his weight down to make weight and how the training's been going. We got some of these newer guys. LS is a Masters one now, so we have some of these newer guys like Charlie Dixon and Sean Moser and stuff like that coming up. Um, trying to take that second place spot if they can't catch up to uh, Jonathan. Yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, and uh, then and then who, who knows what Dave what Dave Ricks? I mean, he always has the potential of, like breaking the the Open American record squat and uh, putting up a big total. Just depends on how his uh, training has been going. And yeah. uh, he, he's uh, he's an M3 now, so he just turned 60, which is pretty crazy. He's keeping up with these guys when he's 60. It's uh, insane. But that's him, and and anyone who looks at the roster that just wants to see how good Superman is, uh, you can see who his coach is. Dave Ricks is being coached by Dave Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Chris Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ricks, though, he literally paid the uh, $10 coaching fee. <laughs> go no, no fucking way. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Holy shit, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a legend. That's legendary. <laughs> and then the uh, the uh, the last lifter I'm interested in seeing, which I've already been seeing some of her at local meets because she's from Florida, and we mentioned her earlier is is Mahalia Reeves because uh, she's just 15 years old, and her qualifying total is actually the same as uh, Sarah for the second place position in the 84 plus. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, so I think people first saw her numbers because. Um, she was posting up crazy like uh, bench numbers in the gym, like benching 365 or something like that. And it went like viral on all these Instagram pages and Facebook pages. And they're like, oh, look at this high school girl benching 365. Um, so then we end up getting her to start doing some USAPL meets. So she's done um, like three USAPL meets and she broke the uh, open American record bench at Southeast Regionals. Yeah, it's insane. So that's pretty crazy. And then she obviously broke all the... Uh, junior and teen one and teen two all those american records too so it'll be interesting to see now like her coming into her first nationals um if she can break that american record bench again and see if she can get on the podium and uh she'll easily get the sub junior spot for uh for worlds yeah and she i mean dude if she stays with the sport she has you know crazy potential obviously yeah so it'll be fun to watch her, especially the people that like don't know who she is yet, and then they're watching the final prime time, and all of a sudden they see this like fifteen year old girl go up there and bench three sixty five. Yeah, it's insane. She posted a three twenty for three close grip the other day. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> um, all right, and then final predictions for best female lifter and best male lifter. You go first. <laughs> I didn't uh, put it on I, you. I didn't do too much uh, research on this yet, um, but I'll just go for the best male lifter. It's with the IPF formula. It's pretty much someone between sixty-six and ninety-three that's probably gonna win now, yeah. unless they make an adjustment going forward. So between those weight classes, I think uh, Taylor Atwood in the seventy-fours probably has the best chance of winning best male lifter. So that's who I'll go with. Yeah, I'm gonna co-sign on Taylor. <laughs> I'm not. Just, I swear. I swear. I'm not just copying you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it seems like just from my head, just looking at the numbers, he'll probably be the best. 
the the next closest might be uh, Russell Russ. in the yeah. 80s. And then I don't know exactly how it works because Ashton's so light, but maybe if Ashton puts up like a whatever 910 kilo total weighing like 94, maybe that'll yeah. get kind of close up there because he weighs so light, but I, I haven't run the numbers. And then for for best female lifter, it seems like the, the points are pretty much, I would say, 63 to 84s. Right. And, um, with how ridiculous Amanda and Danny are with their numbers lately, uh, I think it'll be one of them that wins it. And with our prediction of Amanda winning the 84s, um, I don't think the, the body weight will be that much difference between them. So I'll, I'll pick Amanda to win the uh, best female lifter. I'm gonna I'm gonna be contrarian and go with Danny, uh, and I'm gonna say based on body weight, <laughs> potential to tie the total, and then Danny's just lighter. <laughs> that that's why. Um, I mean, it, it is a possibility because she hasn't been posting too much, but I think she has talked about maybe eventually trying to go back, uh, go down to the seventy twos. So who knows? Maybe right now, maybe she does weigh like eighty or something like that, or seventy nine, and maybe she is light. Yeah. But um, it, it's hard to tell. But um, that's why I like whenever we run our meets, I like to make the trophy called the champion of champions, <laughs> which means that first you have to win your weight class. So yep. you're the champion of your weight class. And then among those champions of their weight class, who has the highest IPF points or used to be the highest Wilkes um, in order to uh, be the, the overall champion yep. versus like people use best lifter. And yeah, someone who might have gotten like second place in their own weight class is gonna is gonna win the uh, the best lifter award of the entire championship. Yeah, based on body weight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just I just I went and pulled it up from Worlds just to see what they were at. And uh, Amanda was at like nine thirty seven, and Danny was at nine thirty five. So only about two points apart. Oh wow, that's super tight. Yeah. And yeah, they, that, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be really tight. <laughs> And Taylor was at uh, 881, and Russ was at 866. So he's got a little bit of a gap a, there. Yeah, but Russ has been also been putting up some crazy numbers too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's another one who's going uh, putting up a lot of his heavy singles um, online, and I think like he does regularly, he squats like 317.5 um, every week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it looks it, it looks easier and easier every week. So. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just like his routine. Okay, let me do my three seventeen point five for the week. <laughs> just scheduled. Yeah, just, it's I, the only thing programmed. I pulled up uh, Ashton from uh, regionals when he did eight eight ninety, um, and that was IPF points is eight fifty one. So it's like Taylor's fifteen ahead of Russ, and Russ is fifteen ahead of Ashton. Um, but we'll see what they weigh in at and what their totals are. See if anyone can close that gap. Yeah, so there's, I think there's a little bit of room there, but I, I do think Taylor probably, if he has a good day, yeah, then it seems likely. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to talk about? Talk about some some pizza that you're gonna eat, deep dish pizza. <laughs> yeah, which is, I was which is just lasagna, just so everyone <laughs> knows. I was already there in May for the Open Nationals, so it was at the same venue, and uh, so I already tested out a couple of pizza places. Um, nearby so um don't worry i'll take you to some of the spots again nice uh, yeah i can't wait <laughs> i'm trying to do like a, a a team dinner one of the nights too so we might go to uh, one of the pizza places giordano's on that'd saturday be, night that'd be cool yeah. chicago chicago also has really good mexican food 
which people probably don't realize, but I'm definitely going to crush a bunch of Mexican food while I'm there. Well, and one of my lifters, Caitlin, lives there in Lumpur, pretty close to where the venue is. And she says, even though Chicago's like known for deep dish, they have really good uh, thin crust pizza too. So she says I have to try out some thin crust, some crispy pizza. I'll try it all. I'll eat it all. (laughs) Chicago dogs too, Chicago hot dogs. Maybe we'll get like one of each of these items and we'll just sit down and test them all out. <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's probably probably covers it all. So we'll see how wrong we are next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, once once this comes out, it'll, it'll be a few days out and then yeah, we'll find out in about a week or so how right or wrong we are. Yeah, hopefully hopefully we get some of this right. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, so I guess I'll see you next week. All right, sounds good. Later. Bye.